I'm Alex Melia, and this is Our Voices, a stage for real people to tell the real stories we never get to hear. In today's episode, you'll hear how a young working class boy from Sunderland overcame his childhood bullies and used that confidence to spur him on to Olympic greatness and beyond. I now know from all my experience, the only way he can win this fight is if he knocks us out. And I'm running around the ring, I'm hitting him, I'm moving, I'm holding him. I'm thinking, when this bell rings, I'm going to win an Olympic medal. This is Tony Jeffries. At the 2008 Beijing Olympics, Tony won a light heavyweight boxing bronze medal for Great Britain. I'm living in Los Angeles, California. As you can tell from my accent, I'm not from around here. I'm from Sunderland, which is in the northeast of England. If we go back 27 years to meet a nine-year-old Tony, you probably wouldn't have picked him as an Olympic boxer. I went to this new school and I was the new kid. I had loads of freckles on my face. I was tall, I was skinny. And I got bullied by a couple of lads who were constantly calling us freckle face, calling us ugly. And it was really, really horrible. I can still think about it now. I would go home and I wouldn't tell my parents, but I'd be really upset. But one day his mum caught him in his room crying. He told her, Every day I'm in school, these two boys were calling us names, calling us freckle face, being really mean to us, and I didn't want to go back to school. And she went, you've got to go back to school. And my dad come in and went, what's happening? And I told my dad, and he was like, okay, tomorrow when you go to school, what you're going to do, as soon as you see them bullies and they say something to you, you're going to punch them as hard as you can in the face. And I said, I'm not doing that, dad. And he said, you are. I said, I'm not. He said, you are. Tony felt scared. Scared of what might happen if he took his dad's advice. He just made us think, you've got to do this. And it was kind of like threatening. I felt like if I didn't do it, I'm a coward. No one wants to be a coward, especially in front of someone like your dad. You don't want to look soft. The next year, it was after school and it was, hey, it's freckly face or whatever they were saying. And I was really nervous and really scared, but I built up the courage. So I walked up the bully and I punched him as hard as I could in the face. Bust all his nose, and from that moment on, I never got bullied again. Now, is this the right thing to do? I don't know. Would I advise parents to tell their kids to punch the bullies in the face? Uh, no, I don't want to be the person to do that. I know that it worked for me, and it didn't just stop us from being bullied. It really changed my life. It was a pinnacle moment in my life, in fact. It gives us confidence that I'll remember forever, and I've still got that confidence today. Part of that confidence comes from knowing that he's able to stand up to bullies, which is why he's such a proponent of teaching kids martial arts. Whether it's boxing, whether it's learning to kick, learning to punch, learning MMA, Jiu-Jitsu, I think we should all teach our kids some sort of self-defence. But it's not just because of the confidence, it's also the discipline, perseverance and respect for hard things that activities like boxing give you. This is something Tony may have missed out on had his dad not made him go to boxing classes. I wouldn't say my dad was my role model, but what he did was forced us to go to boxing the ages of 11, 12, 13. I wanted to pack boxing in. I didn't want to go to the gym and be dedicated and do all this sparring, all this art training. I wanted to play outside with my mates, get up to no good, knock on people's doors, run away, set fires in fields and do all that crazy stuff. But my dad said, you're going boxing. If you're not going boxing, you're not going to play outside with your friends. If you don't want to go to the gym, you're sitting in your bedroom and you've got no TV. You're doing nothing, you want to be in your bedroom. So it was basically, I had to go to the gym. 
And they used to always say it was Tony, you'll thank us one day, you'll thank us one day. And at the time, I was like, I'll not like it. Though he was adamant he wouldn't be thanking his dad for making him go to boxing classes, he did enjoy it. And what's more, the hard work he was putting in was starting to pay off. He was soon brought into the Olympic boxing training programme, a programme run by Terry Edwards, the performance director for Great Britain. Up until recently, he was the most successful amateur boxing coach we've ever had. He's the one who put the programme together. He's the person who we can thank for the likes of Amir Khan, then James DeGill, but also the likes of Anthony Joshua and all the new guys who's coming up because it's Terry Edwards' programme that still exists in Great Britain boxing. Obviously, it's been changed a lot now. There's lots of rules changed in boxing. Like when he was in charge, it was four two minutes and now it's three two minutes and Rob McCracken is doing a fantastic job with the guys there. But you know what Terry Edwards has done has been absolutely fantastic. It's nice to hear Tony's appreciation for everything Terry has done for the sport because it wasn't as simple as that on a personal level. But at the time I couldn't stand him. He couldn't stand me. We didn't like each other and we didn't have a good relationship. In 2006, with the Beijing Olympic qualifiers just around the corner, Tony was pitted against a Turkish boxer. Despite carrying a leg injury at the time, he went ahead with the fight. It was a close call that ended in a loss. And I was absolutely devastated. I was six years into this eight year training program. And even though I was the number one in the country, he was just like, no, you're not performing. You're off the team. And I was absolutely devastated. I thought my Olympic dream had, had gone. And what he did, he made his fight a lad called Gary Barr, who was the European Union silver medalist from the UK. Gary had boxed for England, Great Britain tons of times. He was actually a mate of mine and he moved up from middleweight to light heavyweight. And he told Gary Barr, if you beat Tony Jeffries, you're going to go to the Olympic qualifiers at light heavyweight. So Gary had everything on the line. But for me, it was like, you need to beat Gary if you want to go to the Olympic qualifiers. So this was a huge pressure fight for us. And he was from the Newcastle area as well. So it was a bit of a Sunderland-Newcastle derby. Huge fight. Under an immense amount of pressure and under the watchful eye of Terry Edwards, Tony managed to clinch the win. He was through to the Olympic qualifiers. I had a tough draw. I was fighting the Netherlands guy who won a lot of multi-nation tournaments in my first fight. But then if I beat him, I was either fighting the American team captain or Ismail Salika, who was the Ukrainian, who was the favourite to win the gold in the world championships. He won the first of his three fights convincingly. And after a world-class performance, so had the American, Christopher Downs. So now it's me against their American team captain in Chicago. This guy was bigger than me. Now he's the new favourite to win the gold medal. And there was thousands of people there in the audience when I was fighting them, shouting, USA, USA. And I boxed out my skin and I beat him. Oh, it was such a great feeling. Then after that, I had one more fight against the Belarusian. I boxed again, out my skin, beat him, qualified for the Olympics. And at that time, it was the single best moment of my life. I always remember Terry Edwards, the performance director, saying to us, if you qualify for the Olympics, your life will never be the same again. And you know what? He was right. Standing up to the pressure of big events is a skill Tony had been perfecting his whole life. And now he had to prepare for the biggest stage of all, Beijing 2008. I couldn't believe how much support I got from the city of Sunderland. I was getting hundreds of messages every single day, people wishing us luck, supporters. I felt like I had the whole city of Sunderland behind us, as well as Great Britain, but specifically the city. You know, the messages were flooding in. It was, it was absolutely unbelievable. After a few good performances, Tony found himself in the bronze medal fight. 
You know, I remember in that fight, I was tired. But the thing that was really spurring us on was thinking about all these messages that I got. No one specifically, but just thinking about the support I got, it was unreal. Because I'm a lad who came from nothing. I was working on a catering trailer before I qualified for the Olympics. I was flipping burgers outside of the stadium of light, trying to earn a living to, to support me training. So from going from that to now hundreds of thousands of people messaging us, knowing who I am, it made us really want to do well. So now I'm fighting against a tough Hungarian who knocked out his last opponent. And I'm like nine points up going into the last round. And I knew from all my experience, the only way he can win this fight is if he knocks us out. And I'm running around the ring, I'm hitting him, I'm moving, I'm holding on. And I'm thinking when this bell rings, I'm going to win the Olympic medal. And I can hear the crowd chanting down, 10, 9, 8. And I'm thinking, oh my God, oh my God, 4, 3, Two, one, and then a bell rings and I just jump everywhere. You know, it was a tough fight and I got this energy from somewhere. Now I've won an Olympic medal. It was the single best moment of my whole entire life. After all of them years of blood, sweat, tears, getting kicked off the team, getting surgeries on my hands, my elbow, my nose, all of this was worth it for this one moment right here. Even now, 12 years later, after winning the Olympic medal, nothing at all beats that feeling. After all the years of early mornings and hard graft, he had finally got there. What a feeling that must have been. On his return to Sunderland, his family and friends threw him a huge party. There was over 100 people there and I got on stage to do a little speech and I said, do you know what? My dad used to always say it was Tony, you'll thank us one day. And I never used to believe him, but dad, I thank you today and I give him the Olympic medal. I said, that's yours because without you, I wouldn't have won that. But after such a high, it's common to feel an extreme low. So I was 23 years old when I won that Olympic medal. It was the pinnacle of my life and all of the feelings and the emotionals that went into that one single moment. Now I realize I'm never going to get that feeling again. It's the ultimate high of all highs. So it's like, now what? Tony had 10 undefeated professional fights after the Olympics. Then, at the age of 27, he was unfortunately forced to retire due to hand injuries. I went into a dark place. I started eating loads, I started drinking loads, I put on lots of weight, I got depressed. I felt like I was in a really dark place in my life. It was a very tough thing to overcome. For Tony, the road he's traveled since retiring has been long and tough. After nearly a decade of practice, he's become an expert in redirecting that energy he used to put into boxing into training others. He now runs a hugely successful online and in-person boxing company called Box and Burn in Los Angeles and is widely regarded as the world's number one online boxing trainer. He says he's helping people get better one punch at a time. You know, here's the thing. Life after boxing is easy. Once you can get over the retirement part of that, what I did is I focused all the energy and effort that I put into my boxing career, which made me a successful boxer into my other business, which is boxing for fitness and creating a gym, a boxing education program. And if you think how dedicated a boxer is, if you put that dedication into anything else in life, you're going to have success. And I feel like that's what I've done. All I've really done is transferred my energy, effort and work ethic from boxing into another area of my life, which is my businesses. And I've had quite a bit of success. 
And now I'm not getting punched in the face anymore. I'm not getting up early to do runs. I'm not dieting like a madman all the time, trying to make weight. I'm not thinking about what another guy is doing for his preparation to punch me in the face anymore, 24 hours a day. Now I'm enjoying my life to the full. I've got three great, amazing, healthy kids, an amazing, beautiful wife living in Los Angeles, California. I'm absolutely living the dream. And without boxing, none of this would have been possible. It's fair to say that Tony's had many highs and lows on his journey. From being bullied as a child to overcoming his struggles and becoming an Olympic bronze medalist to retiring from professional boxing and then establishing his boxing business, Box and Burn. He's packed a lot in that time. Millions of people have been bullied like Tony, myself included, and we all have a decision to make. Do we let the bullies win or do we accept, forgive and push on and not let it define us? Tony chose the latter and achieved his dreams. He's always pushing himself to achieve the next level of greatness. I was so inspired by Tony's story that I bought his online course, Be A Better Boxer, and I've been following the bite-sized videos every day. My punch technique has improved and it's a really fun workout to follow. Highly recommend it whether you're trying to lose weight, keep fit or want to improve your boxing technique. If you're interested in checking it out, go to www.masterboxing.com. If you want to keep in touch with the show and be the first to find out what's coming up next, go to our website www.ourvoicespodcast.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook. The links are in the show notes. And if you haven't already, give us a quick follow in your favorite podcast app. See you for another incredible story next week.